Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I get to talk about one of my favorite things, the gifts of prophecy. Uh, I love it. I love that just makes me burn. You know, I used to think that it's so, it's so funny. My mindset, how I used to think like it was like this, like really crazy thing. And like, you know, it came every once in a while. And, you know, it's like I got to wait for a word. But it's like now it's just this water fountain. It just doesn't turn off. And, you know, I think what what used to feel like I just would run around trying to find it. You know, now it's just like it's just a it's just a constant flow. And so. Um, I love I love where we're at in this day and age. I love that his greatest desire is to be known by us. You know, and so he likes to use words. Words is one way that he uses to communicate. And so um, I just want to talk just a little bit about it. I, I actually have probably about three different or four different sessions on it. So, of course, I probably can't get to all of that, but that's going to be okay because that's okay. It just has to be okay. Um, let's see. Would you pull up slide number three for me, please? Yes. The gift of prophecy isn't mythical. It's as natural as breathing. Don't you love? And then what we sang tonight? What the heck? I didn't know that whenever this was written. So um, it's what we were made for to hear and know his voice. I would say that we've probably been hearing him our whole lives and we just didn't know it. We didn't know what to call it. We didn't have a label to tag it on. But, you know, I think that... Um, I know that sometimes people can struggle a little bit wondering if they always hear the voice of God. And, you know, I think that he really, um, he's speaking much more than what you ever know. And, you know, a lot of times it just sounds like yourself, just sounds like yourself talking to you, but it's really him. And, you know, he um, he's really intent on teaching us how to, hear him and how to recognize him and how to represent him well to the world. Because after all, uh, that is what the world needs. They need to hear the voice of God and to get prophetic destiny over their lives. And so everybody can raise your hands. Do I have? Oh, perfect. We have 100%. So every one of you prophesies. Everyone that can raise your hand, prophesies, right? Because we're Joel 2-2 in it, right? So it's not, it's not just for just some people. I know we've talked about the difference between the office of a prophet and the gift of prophecy. And um, of course, I don't want to get into all that. We've talked about it before. I'm not going to go there again. But the beautiful thing is that everybody can prophesy. Uh, I just want to start in 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5. It says, it is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people to build them up and to bring them comfort. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. Say the church. I would be delighted if you all spoke in tongues, but I desire even more that you impart prophetic revelation to others. Greater gain comes through the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless there is interpretation so that it builds up the entire church. I think that's really powerful that um, Paul is saying that out of all the gifts, prophesy. That tells me that 
Um, you know, I love that scripture that where um, people don't have a prophetic vision and they perish. You know, prophetic vision, the words of God are meant to breathe life into us. They're meant to... Um, they're meant to cast out lies. I mean, there's just a whole myriad of things that it does. But, you know, the the greatest thing that we can give people that we encounter is to give them words of prophecy. That's really the greatest thing. I mean, of course, healing, all of that is so great. But whenever you give words of prophecy to people, that gives people hope. You know, and and I will say this, um, you know, the, if you notice that... It says that um, the gift of prophecy is to build up the church, right? The church. So if you are going around and if you're trying to prophesy to the world to try to give them the revelation, chances are they're not going to be able to interpret it because they're not born of the Spirit yet. And so can you encourage them? Absolutely. You can. But the gift of prophecy is meant to build up the church. And, you know, of course, we want to um, minister to everybody wherever we go. But you, but remember that your gift is going to be best served and grown with the company of people. And so if you really want to um, gain a lot of wisdom and growth, come and submit your gifts with the company of people. And then that will actually give you some uh, some more ground that you can take in the spirit realm. Does that make sense? Um, I wanted to, uh, can you go to slide number four, please? So the Old Testament prophet, they preached repentance, okay? The New Testament prophet matures and equips the saints to do the work. So New Testament prophecies aren't to be calling out for repentance. You're not trying to call out the sin in people. Okay? You're not trying to tell people what they're doing wrong. This is to speak the words of life over people. And so I think that there was actually some kind of mis misconception that, you know, you look at an Old Testament prophet and, you know, they were generally, you know, the difference was is that God was having to speak to the people through a man, through a human. And so he was calling out for their repentance. That was before the Holy Spirit. So now once the Holy Spirit has been released, Jesus stepped in. Now we don't have to do the repentance cry anymore because the Holy Spirit does that for people. And so th the main difference between the old and the new is that the old God was actually trying to jolt somebody into repenting and turning from their ways. And it's a beautiful thing. We don't have to do that now. So tell your friend, you don't have to try and make people repent. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been on the receiving end of a bad prophetic word. I have, and I just have to say, those are never fun. And so, you know, I have been around people that really didn't know what the gift of prophecy was for. You know, it was kind of like trying to figure out what bad they had going on and then trying to tell them how to fix that bad. Well, that's just not ever going to be the heart of God. Ever the heart of God. So if whenever you see people, if you see first the things that they do wrong and the problems, then hold your tongue before speaking any kind of words to them because that's actually moving in the wrong spirit. Because true, a true prophetic voice can see past all of the junk to see what God really called them to be. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a prophetic voice to say, whatever, you're acting like a turd. I mean, whatever it is. You know, that doesn't take a prophetic voice. That just takes a head, a brain, some eyes. We all got that if we're living. So, you know, the, to understand the voice of God over people really comes from a heart that's connected to him. And it's from a place of intimacy. And, you know, 
I would say that if you find yourself really frustrated with people a lot and you have a hard time having a lot of grace and mercy for people, then it will probably be hard to find the gold in them because you can get tripped up by what their um, actions are, how they're acting towards people, the kind of life they're living. And, you know, God really does want to heal our eyes so so that we can see people rightly. That's the goal, because if we're if we're going to speak words of life to people, then we have to make sure that we can see people rightly. Right. I mean, that doesn't take a brain scientist, but, um, you know, personally, I had, you know, I had to really go through a time of um, challenging myself and. You know, I think whenever we are in a position where we really love people and we want to train people, that we don't focus on the negative of them. That if we want to really be good leaders, if we want to be people with good prophetic um, sight, then we have to really call out what God is speaking in their lives and do it in such a way that they actually believe you and they actually buy it. You know, you, you got to really have a sense of hunger and desire that God would be known by people. And so it's simple. Gift of prophecy isn't some really difficult thing. It's just a desire to have it. God, I just want to love on people. Like I want my life to be used to love on people. And how can I see into them and how can I bring out, God, the things that you put in them that they don't even know they have? And so, you know, it's a beautiful thing that he, he loves to do that. He, he loves to use people to heal other people. And so you get to be the voice that can help heal people's hearts and, and really call them into just greater um, understanding of who they are, greater understanding of who God is. And so it's just a huge, um, it's a huge gift to be able to do that. It's a huge honor to be able to do that. And so, uh, you know, just remember that anytime that you're able to have uh, entrance into people's hearts, that's, it's a big deal. You know, it is a big deal. Like, I want to care for that well because God loves people more than anything. He wants to be good to people. Um, I wanted to just go over a few things. Um, can you pull up slide five, please? So, of course, it says the purpose of prophecy is to encourage, strengthen, and comfort you. Um, I just want to add some other things. Um of course, it's maturing the bride, and it also activates. So there are some things that lay dormant until the word of prophecy comes and activates it. And, you know, that's, I don't know if you've ever been on the receiving end of that, where it's like you've just been walking around, and then all of a sudden you get a word, and it's like a whole new portal opens up. That's what the gift of prophecy calls into something that it's like now's the time and it just opens up a new portal. And so not only does it encourage, not only does it mature, but it also opens up new pathways that have been closed. And so you can't now listen, don't not use your voice because you don't know what you're holding out on. A lot of times God waits for you to speak what you what you want to see happen. And he honors that he'll honor it. He'll honor it. Um, also, um, I love in First Timothy, First Timothy 1, it says, um, So Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life. So just that right there tells me that in the very beginning, they gave him prophecies of what his life was going to look like, right? Okay. So then it says, and so it says, Uh, the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry. In keeping with the prophecy spoken over you with this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. For there are many who reject these virtues and are now destitute of the true faith. So uh, can you pull up uh, number slide number six? 
Uh, personal prophecies that you get, of course, it, it provides a way for you to have spiritual warfare. So if the enemy is coming against you and you have words of prophecy spoken against you, that actually wages war against the enemy. God, Because God speaks something and he says, this is what, this is so, this is what I'm speaking, this is what I'm saying. And if the enemy tries to come, then you have the prophetic word to stand, or, stand on that becomes a weapon of warfare for you. So if you, you know, I think a lot of times we can get prophetic uh, promises or whatever, and they sound really good, but then we just put them back there and we don't visit them again. And remember that prophetic words, they are not 100%. A lot of times they take some movement on the other ends. So, so if you get prophetic words for you, don't just hide it under a bushel. Go back, read it, allow it to allow it to shape how you view you. It provides a new set of lenses for you to view yourself through. Not only that it it provides some warfare that you have this no, this is what God says no matter what's coming against me, I have a prophetic word and this is what it says. And the enemy, he tries to bring doubt, but see if you stand on a prophetic word, then he cannot, he cannot defeat that. That's God's promises. That is God's word. So if you have prophetic words, don't just put them on the back burner. Keep them before you. Allow them to change everything about the way you think, the way you start moving towards, the way you make goals. Allow it to really have some entrance and you can start seeing those fulfilled. But just because it's, it's a great possibility, but it's not always 100 Sometimes it takes movement. Um, also, personal prophecies, um, they are promises to hold on to, and they provide the new vision to see yourself. Not only to see yourself, but it really provides vision to see others. It's hard for you to hear prophetic words that, people, that God has spoken over people, and then you still have a stinky heart towards them. That's hard to do. You're not listening. You're not listening if that's going on. So whenever you whenever you hear people get, get words or you get words for people, that should change the way you see them. That actually gives you permission to approach them in a different manner than they were previously, you, the way you were in relationship with them before. Imagine if we held um, prophetic words just like we held like our AT&T contract. You know, like that contract, I mean, it's done. Like you, you can't get out of that thing. That's it. That if you want to break that contract, you can't, you got to pay up. Those are like our prophetic words. That is what God says. This is my contract with you. This is what I will give you. This is what I will do with you. It, will you hold on? Will you be steadfast? That actually provides some stability in my life that then whenever the winds of life come, which they're going to come, then I actually have promises that I can cling to and I can hold on to. So, you know, God's voice, it, it is meant to be the sustaining force for our lives. It is meant that no matter what happens, then that is the thing that will keep you grounded when lies come, when pushback comes, the voice of the Lord will always keep you stable. And so if you don't have like ongoing new prophetic words that he's speaking over you, man, get with him and ask him, God, what are you doing right now? What are you speaking? What are you wanting to do with me? How can I partner with you? He wants to partner with you and he will give you the prophetic vision for your life. I love how we talk about having a life verse. It's because that is that is the thing that gives you the umph in your life. That's what pr it provides your vision. That's the prophetic declaration over your life. So if you don't have a life verse, get one. And if you don't have one and you don't know how to get one, just read the book. And he'll give it to you. I got a new one the other day, and it's just so fun. It's that, you know, it's whenever you just get this word from him, and it just sets you on fire. You're like, 
Wah! I could do anything now. It's so amazing. Um, <clears throat> in 1 Timothy 4, um, just one more uh, verse about activating. It says, don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. For it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands of the elders and was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. So I think that that's really cool that the activation came by the prophecy being spoken. So remember that your words, your words are not idle words. Your words hold a very powerful weapon. And so whenever you speak words over people, you're imparting a powerful weapon. And so don't forget, so the idle words, you know, that we can sometimes do, some, those people down the street can do sometimes, you know, those kind of words. We have to be really careful. Um, you know, I know one thing that he really talked to me about is, you know, that if I want to be able to speak for him, then I have to really be careful about the way that I just randomly speak about things. That I just let my mind just, or let my mouth just, blah, 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 just babble off, just whatever I see. And I wish I was really perfect at that, but I'm not, but I'm working on it. But really, though, we really have to, um, if we want to use our words um, to speak for him, then we have to really watch how we speak because our words are powerful. And they come true. Do y'all do y'all speak blessings over your life, or do you just go around speaking what you see in the natural? You're probably getting more things in the natural if that's what you're doing. Um. You know, th there's a process to maturing your spiritual gifts. And it's with all of them. But in the gift of prophecy, you're, the, how you become mature in your gift is you really have to submit yourself to some oversight. That's what is, it's a really big deal breaker on if you grow quickly and if you grow well. It's really big. Independence is not going to get you in maturity. You got to really submit yourself. And, you know, I would say that um, if you want to reach your full potential in anything, you're going to need to not be independent. And it's really that way in the prophetic. I know I remember, um, you know, Teresa and I, we would get into so many arguments early on because I would... I would want to go around and I would want to learn what prophetic ministry looked like. And so I went to everywhere. I was wanting to learn. I was wanting to read books. I was wanting to figure it out. And she wouldn't let me most of the time. And I would just get so frustrated by that because I, there was a level of risk that I didn't want to take. And it actually, whenever I would search out all other ministries, then that actually kept me from being able to get under what the what one life was wanting to build. And so I had to be willing to get underneath some oversight so that I could really flourish in what God had spoken over my life. And you know, I you know, I think I was I was pretty insecure and I was pretty afraid to um venture out too much. And I had a lot of lies that had convinced me that, you know, that it wasn't true, that I couldn't be a prophetic voice and all kinds of stuff. And so I really had to be willing to submit my heart to be vulnerable and to be real about the things that I experienced so that I could grow. And, you know, you got to just be willing to be real, ugly, vulnerable, just be down and dirty with what you're thinking and what you're doing. I mean, you know, do you like, do you go give prophetic words to people and then not tell anybody about it and just be like, oh, that was good and let it and just let it be. 
See, that's not a way to grow. Like you've really got to be willing to come before people and say, this is what I'm doing with my life. These are the kinds, this this word I gave to somebody, what do you think about it? Allow people to speak into your gift if you want to grow. That's going to be your fast track to maturity. It It is, you know, let me say this. Because the deeper that you go and the more mature that you go in the prophetic, you will be held to public scrutiny. People will be able to scrutinize your words, tell you if you're right. And you would, it's really good to start doing that down here, you know, start building up some oversight and some accountability and some strength so that whenever you encounter real pushback and whatnot, then you have a strong foundation in your heart. But when, you know, it's just like anybody that is up here on the stage, if we preach, if we sing, if tithe and offering, anything, everybody functions at a place where they have oversight. And everybody has the permission to say, hey, that wasn't it. You missed it. And the missing it isn't like, it's not devastating. It's not going to kill you. It's not, it doesn't mean some deeper thing. It doesn't mean, oh, you're all black hearted and that's just horrible. It just means you're human and you missed it. You know, it, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. It's not like you're going to have, you're not going to bat a hundred. But do you find yourself longing to be trained? Do you find yourself longing to grow in your gifts? In order to do that, you're going to have to submit to get under somebody that can help you grow. You can't do it by yourself. Many times um, it's good to just ask yourself if you're hungry for words, why you want the words. What's your motive to speaking words to people? Do you, do you want to be known? Do you want to feel like you are something? Do you have some kind of a lack that you're trying to get filled? All that stuff needs to get worked out. And the way you get that worked out is you submit and you really talk about the things and how you're feeling. Um, you know, I will say this, that any time that um, you step out into the gift of prophecy, that you have to know that, um, you know, you will encounter sometimes um, people not agreeing with your words, people not always receiving words. And so that's why it's really helpful if you have people around you that can say, hey, no, that was actually on or no. Yeah, they're right. You really missed it. That wasn't that wasn't good. That was a bad one. That was from you. That wasn't God. That was a you word. I've had those you words. I was like, oh, dang. That, yeah, that was me. Or it comes from a place of frustration, you know, thus saith the Lord. And it's not thus saith the Lord. That's thus saith my emotions, my frustrations. That's what that was. Mm -hmm. You know, God really, he longs for us to have great maturity and do it quickly. And I would say that in the area of prophecies, that if you have a fear, if you have a concern about speaking words to people and I don't know, you know, maybe you get something and you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't. I don't think I could say that right now. No, I don't want to do that. And then you don't do it. And then another person comes and you hear from something from them and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Or, you know, it's like you keep putting off, putting off, putting off. That just really begins to slow down the rate in which you hear from the Holy Spirit. So if you want to hear more from him and if you want to get more active in your gift, use it just as much as you can as much as you can use it and don't be afraid of getting it wrong. Don't, 
Don't be afraid that you're just going to fall on your face and just bunk because that's growth. That's growth. A lot of times we don't want to feel that, though. We want to feel real good. We want to walk away being like, oh, that was so good. It's not fun when you fall on your face, but those are the times that you really learn. That's the time that you really, really learn. Um, I love this message, um, this uh, word from Dan. Um, he's talking about how if you're wanting to grow in just the prophetic and grow in being a prophet. Um, can you pull up slide seven, please? It says there's a spiritual. There it is. Um, it says there is a spiritual principle that states you are currently moving at the speed of your own obedience. How many times does it take for you to hear before God? How many, how often does it take for you to hear from God before you respond? Does it take three impressions, two scriptures, a prophecy and four confirmations? Then that will be the speed of your growth. In this position, nothing will ever happen until you get all the data you need to step out. God is so cool. Sorry, I got something in my mouth. He he will keep, he'll keep saying, he'll keep reminding you. He'll keep saying, no, that's true. This is really true. Keep going, keep going. But do we really want him to have to keep doing that? I find that in prophecy, the more willing that we're just able to just step out in faith, then God meets us. And, you know, something happens in this waiting time whenever God speaks something and then you wait to do it and it gets harder and harder. You know, it's like if, if we can respond to God quickly, then we really grow at a much quicker pace. And so I will just say, I will say this to you. If God speaks things to your heart, do it as quickly as you can. If he gives you a promise and he's like, okay, whatever, you're going to go get a new job. Don't just sit back and wait to get a new job. Begin to put action to the word right then. And that's how you gain momentum. And that's how you gain confidence. And that's how you gain more spiritual authority. And you'll notice that the depth of the words that God gives you changes the quicker you are to be obedient. You know, it, it may just be, oh, he loves you. And then you run off, you know, you know, that it may just start like that. But then it's like as you keep getting more and more confident, as you you're yielding, as you're really submitting to oversight, you'll find you start growing and it starts getting more deep. It starts getting more um, uh, pointed and it starts getting a little bit more uh, maybe vast, a greater depth. So. It comes from a place of being willing to be quick and obedient. Quick and obedient. Say quick and obedient. When we have more faith in the power of the devil to deceive us and the power of God to instruct us, then we have done more for the devil than we have done for the devil what he could not do for himself. We have exalted his throne above the throne of God and made him Mike the most high. So does anybody get ever get words and then you're like, oh, that's probably just me. That's not him. And then we're like, oh, I don't think I don't think I can probably move out in that because oh, that may not be him. I might have not heard that right. You know, you know, those words. Well, God, right there, the enemy is able to have more power than God in those moments for you. So the, the gift of prophecy, you got to really be willing to have faith. And if fear is greater than faith, then you won't ever be able to be really deep in your prophetic gift. So we got to really check ourselves on where our faith lies. If we get more afraid in the enemy's abilities than God's ability to hold us and keep us and steer us in the way that we minister to people. Um, and let's see, let's go to 
So one thing I wanted to just talk quickly about, um, you know, in, in words that you get, you know, I think whenever you first start getting words, it's like, well, I just, I can finally hear something. And you're just, you're at that stage. It's like, okay, yeah, I heard something. But the more that you go deeper in, you've got to really start knowing what you're doing with the words. And, you know, sometimes you can get a word and it's, wait, am I supposed to actually share that or do I hold on to that? Or is that something I'm just supposed to pray about? You know, whenever you start um, really seeking God's heart, then he will have a lot of things open up to you. And if you don't know timing, then it gets it can get messy. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, if you're wanting to just hurry up and be quick to give stuff away, then you can miss God's timing. And with and with God, everything is about timing. And so in the gift of prophecy, it's not just about can you get a word, but what are you going to actually do with it? And maybe it's something that they're never, ever supposed to know. Maybe that's just something that you pray. And you don't even tell anybody you're praying about it. You don't, you know, you don't have to like whenever, so say you were praying about something and all of a sudden it happens and you could tell everybody, I knew that was going to happen. I heard about that. I heard it already. Yeah, that's just immaturity. Mature, maturing, a maturing prophet really can wait and hold and not need the recognition when they get the words. And better yet, are you able to say, man, I really got that wrong as quick as you are to say, I got that right. Are you able to do that? Or are you like, oh, I'm going to hide that one. If I got that wrong, I don't have to tell anybody about that. Man, I love to admit whenever I, man, that was just stupid. I, that, I did not do that good. I didn't handle that good. Humility, man, humility will do something that pride can never, ever, ever do. If you ever, if, if you ever just really want to grow quickly, man, just get low and you can, you can grow, get low and you can grow. I like that. I want to make a shirt. Get low and you can grow. But, you know, really, do you, you know, do you really desire more to have God's word speak spoken over people more so than you desire to get to just get it off your chest? Just say you did it. And I know that a lot, a lot of immaturity happens whenever you just hear something and you just got to hurry up and give it as quickly as possible. And he he wants to teach he wants to teach us how to hold things. You may hold things for years before you ever get the okay to say something. And that just has to be okay. Yep. He wants to trust you with secrets. It's secrets. You know your best friend. Do you have a best friend? You know, here at our house, there, you know, there's some people that struggle a little bit more with secrets than others. I'm not going to look at anybody, though. But some people struggle a little bit more with secrets. God really wants to teach us how to be good secret keepers. Sometimes you'll shout it from the rooftops. Other times it is just a secret between two friends. Never, ever going to, nobody may ever hear it. May never see the light of day. You may get the only accolades that you may get is whenever you're in your secret place. And he gets to tell you, well done. Thank you for holding that for me. It can't be all for just what men can see. It has to be for him. And, you know, that's one thing. He'll, he'll come after your heart. He'll keep coming after your heart, after your heart, so that the pure product that you have is something that can actually completely wreck human hearts. You know, God, God can, he loves to give gifts. He's, he's a good father. He loves to, but there's also different realms that come from places of learning how to be a really intimate friend of his, you know, above, above anything, he wants to be known by people and he wants to teach you how to hear from people in the quiet place. 
you know, it's it's whenever you see people crying and hurting and you go and you seek God's heart over them and you begin to really ask him to give you the keys that are going to unlock their souls and you pray those and you pray those words nobody else knows it but you but somehow whenever what you have been praying for what you've been seeking God for man whenever you see that thing happens nothing else is like it Nothing else is like it. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you, don't let all of your prophetic ministry be for out, out here. Don't let it all be about what people are hearing and seeing. You want most of it to happen in the quiet place where nobody else is looking. If you desire to be more seen by men than by God, then that's how we can get in and get in places where we prostitute our gifts. Because they need to do something for us. And he's just wanting just a vessel that will just say what he's saying and do what he's doing. That's all he wants. And, <clears throat> you know, I know that, um, you know, people prayed for me and, you know, I, I won't ever meet them probably. But I know that God will reward them and I'll never, ever meet them. You know, that's you. People have been praying for you. You may never know it, but God will see them and he will reward them. And so you just have to remember that's what you're doing now. You are, you were, whenever you pray and you seek God's heart for people, you're actually sowing something into heaven that nothing else, it can't be taken from you here on earth. And so you don't want everything to be about here on earth because, you know, I love that it talks about how, um, you know, they're talking about whenever Jesus is talking about, talking about whenever they're fasting, and it's like you're doing everything to be seen by man will enjoy your reward. You know, if everything is about how people perceive you, enjoy your reward with their perceptions. But really, that we that's not even worth it. What's what is truly the thing that um, gives you life is to be seen, to be known by him and just partner with him. And what he's doing and saying, and that right there, that's life giving. There's no, there's nothing like it. You can have ten thousand compliments, and none of that will touch just knowing that you and your Creator partnered together to see people transformed. There's there, there's nothing better. There is nothing better. Um, you know, I love that Jesus. Jesus, he didn't treat everybody the same. He had a different set of um, ways that he dealt with. He had the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He dealt with them one way. He had his people, his um, disciples that he handled a different way. And he had the people, the people that he ministered to a different way. And so it is with you. You've got to know your audience. You've got to know who you're dealing with. You've got to know who you're working with. I love that it says Jesus is the spirit of prophecy because the way that he lived his life is the way we have permission to live our lives. And so if you ever want to know what your life can look like, you just study Jesus and study how he approached situations, how he approached people, and it will teach you how to do that with others. And so you can't have, um, you can't have one set of... Um, mode of operation that you have with people in this house than you would people outside. So you've got to really know how to practice your gift with people of the faith and people outside the faith. Jesus, um, I love that Jesus always knew how to handle each situation he was in. And it was always because he was seeing what the Father is doing. And that's really what prophecy is. It's just seeing what the Father's doing and how you can release that. And so, you know, I just really, I just really want to um, encourage you today that God has a message that He wants to give you to set other people free. And He really wants for you to find the safety of knowing how to seek Him to really dig deep for what God is speaking for people that you're going to encounter. Um, I was speaking to somebody uh, the other day, and I'm not going to say their name, 
but um, they were just saying how uh, they needed to move to a different room in the house so they could have a prayer closet so they could pray. And that's really, you know, God wants to burden our hearts for people and he wants to burden our hearts to be able to really release his passion and his fury over people. And so that's really what prophecy is. It's about being able to catch the heart of the creator and release heaven's perspective that will completely break all bondages off of people. That's what you get to partner with. It's not to feel good, to look good, to meet some need. It's to break people free and to give people identity. And so you got to know your own identity before you can give it away. You got to know you're a daughter. You got to know you're a son. And out of that powerful place, out of that place you're seated in, you have something to give away to others. Orphans don't have a whole lot to give away. You know, they're just trying to get their own pop. They don't have much to give away. But whenever you're completely filled by him, you know who you are, you know that he speaks to you, then that's a powerful resource. That's a powerful commodity that you can give away to people. And that thing right there, that's worth any money in the world. And so that that is what the world is hungry for. That's what they're crying out for. That's what they need. And it's wrapped up in you, in your package. Say, I am the prophet. Yes, I can speak his words. Oh, gosh, I have so much I can, I can say, but I just feel like I just wanted to spend just a few minutes praying. I love, I love just the um, gift of words. I love that he gave us the gift of words that he can really release what he says about us, and then we get to do that to others. That is, There's just nothing better than seeing people transformed by the words of God. And so you get to be the carriers of the words of God to set people free. So I just want to pray over us. Everybody, let's just close our eyes. Daddy, I just am asking that more than anything, Daddy, teach us to be instruments of just your love. Teach us, Holy Spirit, to deliver great words that will bring life. And right now, I just break off any places in our minds where um, if we think that um, we don't have the gift of prophecy or we think that we're not good at it, I just break that off right now in Jesus' name. And I just release right now just the power. I release right now the power to break every lie that would come to bring disillusionment and Daddy, I'm just asking right now that you would begin to just release a new anointing on this house, a new anointing on our hearts to be able to set people free by the power of our words, by the power of you in us, the power of what you've done in us, the testimony that you've given us, that we would begin to put that on others and see people set free. And so, Daddy, I'm just asking that you would just begin to uh, teach us how to steward your words how to steward your promises. We want to be good carriers, Holy Spirit. We want to be good carriers of your words. And so I just pray that uh, you would teach us, Holy Spirit, how to sit with you and how to learn to be like Jesus, how to wait and learn how to release words, how to learn how to um, set people free by just what you're speaking. And so we just say yes to whatever it looks like for us, Daddy. We don't put any caps on you. We just say yes to you ahead of time. And Daddy, we're just asking that you begin to give us a heart to really see people set free and see people walking 
and the call that you've called them to. And so, Daddy, I just pray that um, you would just help us to see people rightly. We want to see people rightly. We don't want to see people with any prejudice or any kind of um, uh, clouded lenses. Teach us to see rightly, Daddy. So we're just so grateful. We're grateful that you make it really easy, that it's not hard. You make it so easy. And so I just pray that even um, in these coming days, Daddy, I just ask that you would um, just open up a new portal of your words over people. I pray that um, you would help us see things that have uh, been closed before to us we haven't seen before. And I just pray like the word that was sent out today that you would give us great courage, that you would give us courage to say what you're saying, that you give us courage to do what you're doing, that you would give us courage to step over the line of what we felt comfortable with. We want to be bold and we want to be bold for you. So teach us, Daddy. Teach us how to be bold like you teach us. We're so hungry to be known by you, to give to others, Daddy. So we just love you. And I just thank you. And, Daddy, I thank you that the gift of prophecy is free to all. And so we just say we just receive it. If we haven't received it before, just say we receive it. Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you for making it easy for us. You make it so easy. And so, Daddy, I just also pray that you would just call us into that secret place with you where we steward your secrets. Teach us how to steward your secrets. Teach us how to mature. Teach us, Holy Spirit. We just love you so much. We're just so grateful. We're so grateful that we get to live as your kids and just be free to exper just experiment and have fun with you and trust you and just be so carefree and being worried and being all uptight that it's just really easy and fun with you. So we just thank you for all that you are and we just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com. Okay